we're kind of working on giving like this kind of, I don't know if it's a mock schedule because it is a real schedule, but kind of even though you're at home creating a schedule for yourself, you know, this is going to be my X, Y, and Z time. And you're teaching yourself, like I'm giving myself variety. Even, even if it's something like when me and my stepdaughter were completely at home, we would have breakfast outside in the sun, not completely in the sun, but when it was kind of cool, but the sun's out, you know, that type of time, set up our TV trays. We may bring our books out there, creating with whatever your space is, creating different variations or things to do throughout the day so that you can feel like, hey, I'm doing something versus, man, I'm just clocking off and doing this or getting in bed. You know what I mean? Welcome to Open Mind Night, a show that talks about everything mental health and mental illness related. I am your host, Robin Tamanaha, licensed marriage and family therapist. Joining me on this episode is my guest, Camille Hollis, licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, she is a, a licensed marriage and family therapist here in California. She enjoys working with children, teens, and adults who experience depression anxiety, psychosis, and crisis, and has a passion for seeing people experience emotional healing and freedom through therapeutic techniques. She speaks and facilitates mental wellness workshops at churches while spreading her message about how we must intentionally focus on our mental state because out of it flows the issues of our life. I love that. Hi. That's <laughs> Hi, Camille. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, too, to join this with you. Yeah. And so for the um, the listeners or viewers, a little uh, little backstory here. Uh, Camille and I, we know each other. Uh, we we go back back in time to way back, our, <laughs> way back in time um, to our uh, internship days when we were pre-licensed working in community mental health. So. I'm so excited to have Camille on because it was also lovely, like, working with you, too, at the agency. Likewise. And that's why this is so cool for me to, like, just, you see where we started and then to see where we are now. It's just cool. It's just a cool thing. So, so cool. So I have lots of questions. I know. And you're also in your private practice as well, right? Yes. I just started this month. So, mm-hmm. Yay. Exciting. Congrats. Thank you. So the questions I have, you know, I figured we'd talk about a few. And, um, I mean, at least at the time of this recording, it's February. Um, yeah. This will go out in a few months. But we're still in this pandemic. Yeah. And I think, you know, as therapists, it's been a really interesting ride and journey. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, we're almost kind of like the emotional front lines when it comes to, what everyone's been going through related to this. Um, I like that. Yeah. Emotional yeah. front lines. Yeah. Especially many things, but especially like, you know, depression and anxiety. Could you kind of speak to, you know, what you've seen or what you, um, what you think about 
depression and anxiety and what that cycle's, you know, been like during this time? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've been talking about um, with clients is there's seven different types of tired, right? There's our physical tired. There's our mental state where we could be just mentally tired, emotionally tired, scenery, our scene, like our change of scene or not having a lack of change of scene can actually make us tired. Social, like we have social tiredness, a spiritual tiredness. And so a lot of times I believe, especially since this pandemic has restricted us in so many different ways, we we are um, in some ways our family members, we don't get to see them that much. Also to hearing about just hard things, whether it's on the news, whether it's through people we know and love, whether it's happening to us, whether it's happening to um, our occupation, the way we make money, people that have businesses, um, having to go through things that we just have never collectively had to go through and experience. So we're seeing an increase in depression. So even if we already pre-pandemic had like maybe a little baseline of depression, we're seeing exacerbated. And then for those who uh, maybe that wasn't necessarily a mental health challenge for them, we're seeing them come into that because it's mixed with grief, mixed with anxiety. We're going through a collective trauma together which can manifest in all of us in different ways. And for some people, it can manifest through depressive symptoms. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I think just all of those things together, like as you explain, like all the different levels of tired, like Mm -hmm. I would even imagine like someone experiencing multiple at a time and just what that does too. And then on top of the symptoms. Right. And I love what you said that that has been the case for a lot of people experiencing a lot of multiple different things. I'm also a school counselor and to see the impact on the kids, like when they first came back in person this year, I mean, we saw behaviors like we just never, I mean, I work in special education, but it wasn't just special education kids. It was kids outside of the special education that, I mean, dysregulated just off off the charts in a lot of different ways. That's the impact just on kids who we think are kind of around, just bouncing around. And it's like, you look at them and you're like, well, you don't have bills. You don't have a job. You don't have, you know, what I think. But, you know, it, it's impacting them on that level. And then for us who are adults and have the responsibility part of being an adult, you can imagine that much more, right? Yeah. That is a good point. I think, um, and that's something I, I think a lot of people don't know when it comes to like the kiddos, you know, I think as adults, like we have responsibilities or different responsibilities, but kids are very, very aware. And that was, especially when it's something as crucial and structured and consistent as school and yeah. that being so thrown off, that's, that's going to dysregulate somebody. Yeah. Sure. Right. And a lot of the depressive symptoms manifesting it's grief too, right? Grieving, grieving the loss of something. You know, when we think about grief, we think about death, right? The death of an individual, but it can also have a metaphoric 
meaning of the death of something, <laughs> the death of, I talked, I was um, getting my nails done. And the guy said, I, right when the pandemic started, he opened up his business a month, a month before the first closure. He was like devastated. Yeah. There's, I, I think as you, as you're describing that too, like I think about when it came to the kiddos, for some reason, what came to mind, maybe because it's something that's so like ingrained in like my experience was high school yeah. and how like dances, graduation, all these like pivotal kind of developmental things that happen within that school system structure. Uh-huh. And, you know, those are some prominent memories of mine. And how that's so different for the kids and teens. And some of them didn't get to have that. Like it made me so sad that they missed out on that experience or it just wasn't the same, you know? And then, and then, yeah, with, you know, starting a business, like with um, that nail salon owner, how exciting, you know, to, and, and to, and in general, and we know as business owners, like we're investing in ourselves, but it is essentially a risk that we're taking to yeah. do something like that. And then for him to experience, for that person to experience that, that must have been so devastating. And then what, and then it trickles down because there's like the main grief, like the primary loss, but then there's all these other secondary losses that happen Mm -hmm. when the primary one occurs. Very true. Very true. And I love that you brought up the secondary loss because that's what some of the things when I'm sitting down with people like, okay, let's look at what the main loss was. Okay. And now let's process all those branches that come from that, the tangible things, the tangible loss, right? Money, time, but then also the intangible thing, normalcy. Some people are just processing the loss of normalcy. I imagine too, like, um, I, I remember when it initially hit, and even still, maybe for some, depending on, you know, like circumstance, job, and all that, normalcy and like even just daily, re- weekly routine. You know, those that were parents or those that have their life structure a certain way, like there, everything was so thrown off. And even still in some cases when we, and even during the pandemic, things have fluctuated so much. I mean, at least here in California with like rules and stuff where it just, I I said it to someone um, the other day where it was like the one thing that has been permanent during this pandemic is that things might change, which is like the whole thing. Wow, that's good. Yeah. And so true. Yeah. So true. So out of curiosity, I know we spoke about the kiddos, you know, and and kind of how, what it may look like for them and manifest, whether it's, you know, the symptoms of depression, anxiety, or tiredness, not everything combined, and how it looks like dysregulation. What about for adults? Because I I think it's interesting how, like, sometimes things are slow, slow moving. And so Mm -hmm. how I wonder how someone would know, like, uh uh-oh, like, maybe I'm getting, like, tired or maybe what I'm experiencing is like a sign of like anxiety or depression as an adult yeah that's a good question I think um some things can be like feeling fatigued more so than normal you know when you have the ability to maybe because we kind of generally know how much we could get done in a day pre-covid and you know that that's kind of really declined and decreased kind of significantly mood changes in mood, the ability, or I would even say um, kind of that empty feeling, you know, where you just kind of, even if it's that feeling of just blase, you know, that blase kind of feeling um, for some people, it could be even having a hard time finding joy in some of the things that you used to find joy in. 
some people it's been hard to kickstart that motivation to do yeah. things to stay consistent in doing things. Some people, um, again, it is that tiredness, but also kind of just feeling, I heard someone describe it as feeling stagnant feeling. Of course, definitely the the obvious ones where if you're crying for uh, your reaction doesn't necessarily match what's going on or your reaction is here. And typically the normal reaction is down here. Those things, of course, other things could be the people that also who know you really well and they notice the difference. I agree. I've seen those. And even some cynicism, sometimes related to those major life areas, work, mm-hmm. family, all that, and just like frustration too. Yes. And that's a good one. And then that's one's especially finding males because it won't necessarily in traditional sense manifest that way, but then there'll be this light irritation, feeling kind of like you can fly off the hammer really quickly. So what are some mental care, mental health care, like tips that you have for um, someone who might be experiencing these things, whether they're for the kiddos or for adults? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of typically address things in kind of categories. And so one of the things I think as far as doing, thinking of our mental health being connected to our body, our mind and our emotions. And my first thing is kind of looking at diet and exercise. I love what I heard when someone said, he said, you know, we take mental health out of health, but really it's just wellness. Mental health is just health. It's just like our physical health. It's just like our mental health. It's just like our spiritual health. Like it's, it's, it's not separate. And I don't know when I heard that, I was like, that's true. Because now we're finding that certain processed foods, certain genetically modified foods are causing certain mental health triggers in people because of all the chemicals. So our body is fighting off all these chemicals. And as it's doing that, the serotonin in our gut, which is a mood chemical, is getting lower and lower. And what do we know about the gut and the brain? They're connected through the vagus nerve. So actually, if our gut is struggling, a lot of times that means our brain is struggling. So addressing that, what are we, what are we consistently putting in our body? Of course, we all eat this and that, but if we're putting an overload of our body having to not have enough nutrients to do what it's got to do, it's going to show up in our bodies and in our mental health. Yeah. I love this because I agree, like it is wellness. They are, they are together. And, and also too, this is nice because sometimes I think people think, well, it's going to be this giant, like overhaul, like major, you know, big life altering thing that I'm going to do. But what I hear you saying is that it's starting at the foundation. And in this case, Mm -hmm. like your, your health, your diet, your nutrition, like the getting in touch with like your physical body and what's being put in there. And that sounds nice because it's very applicable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something where you could get started now, even yeah. rather than I'm waiting to make this big life altering change. <laughs> right. And exercise could even be just mindful movement, stretching. If people just stretch every day, that helps get our blood flowing. That helps the blood go to the brain. That helps the brain make 
the brain chemicals that it needs to help support us in our mood area, going for uh, a mindful walk, right? When you go on the walk, what do you see on your walk? What do you hear? What do you smell? Kind of mindfully walking, or you could just do a regular walk if that's what you want to do. But I kind of suggest that for people who have very intrusive thoughts and their mind is very busy. You know, we suggest doing a mindful walk. So they're getting their movement in and then they're also helping themselves positively distract from those thoughts that are kind of really bothering them and they need a break from. Yeah. Yeah. It can also look like that. Yeah. Especially during the pandemic, you know, just to even get out. Um, whether it's actually outside, we said like kind of like a mind, a mindful walk. I know there's like some apps that it's kind of like a visualization type of thing, nice. but even that can be helpful, um, to, to move around. Cause we're all, a lot of us are doing the work from home life. I think that's true. <laughs> that's true. Right. Uh, also, too, I always tell people to explore, because um, it could be a hormonal thing. We can have a hormonal situation going on. There could be a medical condition that's throwing our body out of balance, which could be triggering things within our mental health, could be triggering the depression, be triggering the anxiety. So that is something to explore kind of more so with your doctor um, to see. Just make sure everything's checking out okay. Make sure that there's nothing out of the ordinary and that it's truly just mental health and not something with a medical condition or your physical or a hormonal imbalance. Yeah, doing those um, physical wellness checks with the with the primary care, getting all those lab tests and mm-hmm. maybe even seeing, make sure the thyroid levels are okay and all that. Mm-hmm. And that'll come up with, I'm not a doctor, but... Uh-huh. When they do labs, they can they'll definitely check all that to see like, oh, is everything within normal range or is it abnormal? Because you're right, like it is important to make sure to rule out anything medical. But if that is the case, then you know that's targeted in a different manner as far as medically and medicine. Um and then if not, then it's like, all right, here's my here's my more um wellness plan when it comes to my mental and physical health that is not medication related. Uh-huh. And then just practical practical positive coping skills in the sense of when I say positive, I mean that are helpful towards people. And some of those things can be, if we're talking more so anxiety, of course, doing like a guided meditation, that's all on YouTube. Like you were talking about apps that can help people. And that kind of brings a little bit of calm and serenity. I know some people get a lot of anxiety in the morning because as your mind begins to think about your day and what you have on and what and what you're about to encounter during that day. That's why sometimes people get a surge of anxiety. So sometimes I have people do some stretching and some kind of like mindfulness meditation in the morning to kind of start their day in a different shift. And then also too, this is a hit and miss. Some people like the weighted blankets. Um, for some people, it feels like a hug. And then I have some people that I work with that just they have an aversion to it. They don't want it, you know, but um, I, I kind of suggest people to give it a try. Uh, you do have to make sure your body weight goes along with the weight of the blanket, especially if you're going to use it for kids, too, as well. So there's kind of stuff online with that. But for some people, it, it feels like 
a security feels like a hug, especially for people that live alone. And if you're a person that enjoys touch, uh, you're a person that, you know, enjoys the embrace of someone that is, for some people, it could be really beneficial. Also, to you already brought up the mental health apps and then aromatherapy, essential oils. You know, I know that some people swear by them, some people don't, but just the scientific piece behind it, that direct connection to our brain is through actually our smell. So getting some like lavender, getting some calming, soothing smells, you know, some people wear it as a, um, I have like a little necklace. Some people have a chain. Some people just mix it with the oil on their hands and kind of just do some deep. It just helps with the deep breathing in, in a way to kind of even send that signal to the brain like, hey, we need to kind of calm down a little bit. Let's take a moment. And people can use it in so many different ways. Sometimes I put it in my shower so I could have kind of the steam going in my shower or eucalyptus. Um, and then also, too, some people can um, have the diffuser right while they're going to sleep. You know, for people that have trouble kind of transitioning into their sleep or they have trouble winding down from their day, keep it kind of very close to you and kind of just begin your meditation as you are kind of actively telling your mind, like, it's time to rest. So it could be like a bedtime, nighttime routine. So many things came to mind. Could I share a few of a few? Well, actually, what I do really So there's a few. Well, one, um, when you describe like, you know, the smells and it's direct, you know, connection to the brain. So pre-pandemic, I miss yeah. getting massages. That was like one of my self-care things I was actually doing on a, a regular, right. you know, frequency. And um, and I just remembered as you're describing how before the massage started, my masseuse, she would like put some sort of, um, I don't know, my eyes were closed, but like some sort of lotion or something. And it smelled like amazing. I don't know if it was like a eucalyptus type of, mm-hmm. and she would just hold it like her hands here above my face and she would tell me to take in a few deep breaths oh, yeah. and that was the start of it and I just remember how amazing that was <laughs> so that came to mind and yeah. then um also yeah like you said like kind of like you're you do like a ritual like you, and, and I do that I have like a lot of candles nice I'm a candle person too yeah and with all different like the smells that I like and when I light the candle I'm very like in the present moment with it Mm -hmm. and just thinking something, whether it's like a mantra or just like my intention for the day, it tends to be like, and then I light the candle and then um, it's very fragrant. So then I just start smelling it. I just kind of, and then I just kind of like walk to my desk really slowly. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of, it's like this whole routine that I have on certain days. And sometimes it's my work days too. Interesting. That's how it started. Yeah, I love those things because it it kind of, I think of like, okay, behavior reinforcement, that whole kind of thing. And it's like, for some of us, we need to kind of do things to let our brain know, hey, it's time to X, Y, and Z, you know, and the more we're consistent, we're we're doing it and, and practicing it, we're teaching ourselves, we're teaching our brain to respond to it. Totally agree. When the pandemic happened, I, I had to figure out how to do these little shifts into different, you know, parts of my day, weekend, work life. Now I'm off of working because everything's at home. I'm still working at home. So I I was like, how do I, because I'm very like visual 
And yeah. so I ended up just turning it into something that was more like symbolic. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think too, just speaking when we talked about scenery tired and it's just because I had this conversation with someone else because the same, they work at home and they were just, like they're like I feel old you know that kind of thing because <laughs> they were used to being out and about we're kind of working on giving like this kind of I don't know if it's a mock schedule because it is a real schedule but kind of even though you're at home creating a schedule for yourself you know this is going to be my x y and z time and you're teaching yourself like I'm giving myself variety even even if it's something like when me and my stepdaughter were completely at home, we would have breakfast outside in the sun, not completely in the sun, but when it was kind of cool, but the sun's out, you know, that type of time, set up our TV trays. We may bring our books out there, creating with whatever your space is, creating different variations or things to do throughout the day so that you can feel like hey, I'm doing something versus, man, I'm just clocking off and doing this or getting in bed. You know what I mean? Taking a mindful walk in the morning or in the evening, getting some vitamin D because we know that helps with our mood, right? Is there social time and connecting with people some way, whether it's virtual video, whether it's through text, whether it's whatever, but you see what I'm saying? Creating a schedule, even though the circumstances, everything will say, why do you need a schedule? You're just at home, you know? I like how, um, I like your example and what you do because it's like being creative and making it your own too. It's just yeah. doing, doing things in a different way and being flexible in that sense. Yeah. And, and my stepdaughter really responded to it. She's like, are we going to go outside this time and take our, we'll take our breakfast, we take our books. And she just loved it. And we were just, you would think we were doing a whole bunch of stuff. We were just sitting outside. In the sun, you know? <laughs> That's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, is there anything I didn't ask about that you wanted to bring up or share? Of course, spiritual practices for people who are spiritual, you know, definitely um, we don't necessarily see it as coping, but it, it's a form of coping for different for different people. So I think that was just the last thing that, that I had on my list. What would that look like? Um, well, I definitely believe meditation in itself is a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Just that within it itself, quieting our minds, taking a break from from what we're doing, connecting with our creator, giving giving space to. Because sometimes when we're in our day or we're in our mind or we're dealing with people, and some of us are in conflictual um, spaces, our, our work, we have strong work demands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may be working for a boss that is is a whole lot. <laughs> Some of us, <laughs> Some of us are in relationships, marriages, families. We're in our household. Even our our home may be a big stressor. You know, sometimes when we think of home, we think of rest, but that's not true for everyone for whatever reason. Mom, you know, parents that have kids, kids have tons of they they have just more energy than you. It's a fact. Sometimes I look at my stepdaughter and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> she's in basketball and she's been looking tired. And inside I'm like, yay, we finally tired you out. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> they just have more energy, you know? And so that, that in its whole self. So having, having that ritual, that practice, that, you know, things that feed your spirit, things that are, that help you be a better person, that help you connect to your creator, taking that time and that space to do that. That's important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're just about out of time. Before we end, if the listeners or viewers wanted to go somewhere to find out more about you, uh, is there like social media, website, what would you, how would they be able to kind of continue finding out more about you after this episode? So, uh, you know me, I do faith-based um, counseling and intertwining faith with mental health. So if that's their jam, my website will be heaveninspiredchristiancounseling.com. And then um, I have my Instagram, which is freedom underscore awaits with an S underscore for the number four underscore you. And so I know that's long, but. I'll um I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. And that way uh <laughs> that way they can just easily click on it and go to you. Yeah, de- definitely uh check out Camille's um Instagram. Put out really really good content. Aww. And you have a lot, I know you have a lot of videos. Um and just like different reels, like mm-hmm. everything you put out is just so wonderful. So oh, thank you. Yeah, everyone definitely check out that. And then the website, that's exciting. That's working on it now. <laughs> I I remember that. Like when I think back to when I started private practice, that was a, a very huge task, but also like really cool. I, I mean, it's really, really exciting in like building like a website for yourself and like your business. And then when you yeah. take fruition and you know, it's up, it's just so it's, it's really neat. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for you for that. Oh, thank you. I'm having someone build it, but ups to you for doing it yourself. I've been to yours. It looks great. I'm like, oh, my hero. Well, I mean, I'll keep it real. Like I didn't like, I use kind of like a company to help, but like even like the creating the content, thinking of the words, yeah. All that was a lot. Yeah. I don't know too much of the techie stuff, yeah. um, but I'm visual. So I was like, okay, no, we're visually, we're on things to go. Yeah. That was easy. Nice. Why I had a hard time describing what I do. I have no idea. I was like, why can't I say? It is hard. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Why? It's just, it was so interesting. So it's, it's, it it's a lot of work. It is. And I'm going through that too, where I'm sitting down like, how do I explain this? How do I describe this? Like when we're sitting and talking, you know, we're just chatting. But to to put it in written form, it is hard. It is. <laughs> I I think, gosh, like that first year, I don't even know how many times I like adjusted and revised things. It was just <laughs> I don't even remember what the original looked like. It had evolved so much, but uh, but it was also kind of fun in a yeah. way too. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's a new beginning, a new start. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I'll put that in the in the show notes. So then by then, you know, by the time this is up, um, your website will be up. And so everyone can click on it um, and check you out. And just so everybody knows, um, it's interesting how we're licensed, uh, but we're licensed by state. 
So if you are living in the state of California, then you can definitely uh, reach out to Camille for services as long as you live in the state. Right. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Well, take care. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this was informative or helpful. If you think this episode may be helpful to others that you know, be sure to share this episode with them. The resources mentioned and the contact information for today's guests are listed in the show notes. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a rating. If you would like to stay up to date, please subscribe to this podcast and follow the podcast Instagram, Open Mind Night Pod. Also, this podcast is not psychotherapy or counseling. If you need to speak with a professional, you should find one local to you and contact them directly. If this is an emergency, please call your local emergency number or go to your nearest emergency department.